like that's the thing is like I always had like acne but I feel like oh my gosh like what happened like I know it's there you guys are so carefree I know you're just like you care but like don't point out my skin It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have such a special guest, Sean. Thank you so much for joining me today on Loud Talk. So excited to be here. I was just saying to Lavi that I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it's like I listen to you all the time. You're oh my, my co- comfort creator. You're the person Thank I you. go to when I need like a boost. So it is such an honor to be here. Thank you. That means so much. I, like out of curiosity, did you find me through Instagram or like what platform? You know what? I don't really know. I think it was <laughs> one of those things because uh, my content circulates in the skincare community and the acne community. And so obviously you're very predominant in those areas Mm -hmm. and and your content is everywhere so it probably came up there but also tiktok uh i think tiktok is probably where i've seen you the most okay and then i then i fell in love with the youtube stuff okay that means so much to me because like yeah like tiktok is like my main Mm-hmm. platform but I started on YouTube in 2014 and like I would still like yeah. I always feel like a YouTuber at heart so when people do like find me on other platforms and then go back to my YouTube I'm just like yes because I still post on there consistently and I'm like YouTube I think I actually recognition it needs. I know I always say like YouTubers like your followers and I'm sorry subscribers on YouTube I feel like are so much more valuable not like the individuals but I mean the literal number like to say that you have that many on YouTube is a huge feat like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's major and I think now I actually like I love your TikToks but I think I actually watch your YouTube more than I do your TikToks so there you go (laughs) that actually that actually makes me happy I'm like Whatever, keep it going yes YouTube, I'm like, boring it's just like <laughs> I feel like two people could watch my YouTube videos and I would still post them every because I just like yeah YouTube video to me is so therapeutic whereas like TikTok I always feel like a little bit like stressed at the end of it because I'm just like always in a rush for some reason whereas with YouTube I can kind of just like chillax same yeah. with this podcast like any long form like it doesn't I don't know I just I enjoy it so much more I feel you. I did YouTube when I was <laughs> nowhere near uh, the kind of professionalism as you. But when I was 11 or 12, mm-hmm. I used to make like lip lip sync YouTube videos yeah. um, and music videos. <laughs> and I tried to dabble in the beauty stuff. And at one point I had like 3000 subscribers. I was like 12. I don't know how I did that's that. That's crazy. Like that's a but lot. I, like, yeah, yeah. At that age. I mean, I'm 26. So I'm like, we're yeah. I think I'm a little older than you. Yeah. Um, not by much, but that was really early days YouTube. And people thought it was so weird to put yourself on the internet. Oh, so uh, weird. I remember like I don't I don't know, like it was really my brother who got me like wanting to do it because I would watch like all the like DIY YouTubers back in the day. So I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. And I would just like pretend I was filming a video that's so embarrassing. Or like filming <laughs> on photo booth, but I would like never like, you know be put in the public eye 
And then my brother's like, you should just like create a channel. And he's two years younger than me, but he just like made a channel for me because he did like gaming videos on YouTube. And then I just like started from there um, posting like DIY videos, like the weirdest stuff, like the most random videos ever. And like looking back at them, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I post these? But honestly, like it's kind of like also nice to look back on and just like see the growth. Humble beginnings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's when people are like scared to start like anything, whether it's like social media or whatever it is, I'm like, just do it. Like everyone, everyone's first video will be like cringy. Oh yeah. Like just do it. Someone, I think it was like last year on my TikTok, one of my TikTok videos got like a, <clears throat> sorry, got a lot of views and someone commented my old YouTube username and was like, okay, I'll say it. I mean, it's so embarrassing, but my, so yeah, my username was danceaholicxoxo. I don't even dance. I don't know what the <laughs> heck that was about, but someone commented on my TikTok video, like danceaholic xxo, what are you doing on my FYP? And I was like, no, oh no! my gosh, that's kind like, of crazy though. Like, because sometimes I will see people on my for you page that I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to watch you all the time on YouTube, and it's just like, yeah, this weird, it's, a, like, it's a small world. Yeah, mm -hmm. I want to ask you how you got into like your social. Like, I know you said like you started on YouTube, like kind of. I feel like all of us kind of you know dabbled in just like making videos and stuff but what kind of you know like from being like 12 years old doing that to now like in your 20s doing social media like walk me through kind of that journey and why you kind of start to post like really authentic content as well mm. well OGs know I actually was a fitness blogger back in the day okay I've been through many lives yeah on the <laughs> it's how it goes honestly <laughs> In the social media realms, I have cosplayed as a fitness, <laughs> fitness <laughs> blogger and a wellness blogger. Um, so this was what I was 15, 16 at the time. And uh, Instagram, again, it was like super weird to put your body on the internet to even like talk about your emotions, let alone like posting mm -hmm. pictures of yourself that are not like posed and filtered and, you know, whatever. Um, and that's how it started. So this, so I had like, mm, like, four or five K followers on Instagram, nothing huge, but I also had like an actual blog, like a blogger website. Right. And this was in Hong Kong. So I grew up in Hong Kong. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm half Chinese, half Irish and spent most of my life in Hong Kong. And the community there is very small. It's a, it's a, like we have millions and millions of people, but we're, you know, it's, it's a very like big fish, small ponds kind of situation. So I kind of got a taste of what it was like to be an influencer. Mm. I had like my first brand deal when I was like 16. Wow. Um, with a with a juice company. Like okay. now I think back and I'm like, that's kind of that's kind of effed up. Like I was doing like a juice cleanse at 16, which is really not, you know, not healthy. But we learn, we grow. Yeah. Uh, but that was the beginnings of of being authentic and sharing the journey of like at the time it was trying to get healthy and actually genuinely wanting to just live a better lifestyle right. and then it slipped into a lot of you know trigger warning but like eating disorder related things I not not intentionally it was just um triggered by going on the birth control pill mm -hmm. for my acne which led to a lot of mental issues you know the drill a lot of um, just ups and downs physically mentally I started gaining a lot of weight 
my body was just totally out of whack. Yeah. Started like starving myself because a naturopath told me that I needed to go on the candida diet to like starve out all the sugar in my body. And I was 16, 17 years old, so impressionable. And I wanted so badly to like feel good that I took what they told uh, said to me as gospel and Mm -hmm. I took it really seriously but then what happened was it it led to an eating disorder and so I had to shut that page down when I was about I turned 18 I had this epiphany that all my problems were rooted in the birth control pill and also my low Mm self-esteem so overnight I went off the pill and overnight I deleted my blogs and that's when the whole like you know simultaneously I was healing disorder uh, eating disorder healing my mental self-esteem all that jazz and then also rediscovering who I was um and also graduating high school and going to university in London on my own for the first time so I didn't go on social media publicly like I didn't share content for a couple of years until 2021 I started deciding I decided as I, I kind of have something to say I've, I've healed a lot of shit I have a lot of experience mm-hmm. and I really want to talk about it and what started the platform that I have now uh, was a video of me showing a before of my skin and my face and after but that was what I just looked like at that time um and it was a very clear drastic difference I had a lot of you know cystic acne on mm-hmm. my face very puffy from the pill and recovering from the pill and then looking the way I do now and that generated 19 million views on Instagram and that's where a lot of my community came in and Mm -hmm. from that point it kind of was like okay you know you have a you have a choice now like you can continue with this you can really seize the opportunity to share more and I had that and I took it around with it and here we are and now I'm doing this full-time and being authentic as a job is just I don't know. It's it's such a funny thing. It's like that's all I've ever wanted to do is right. just be be myself. And something I love to say is as an affirmation or just like a line is I get paid to be me. And that's like the ultimate dream. Mm-hmm. Like I can't ask for more than that. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a lot that you like unpack there that I want to. Yeah. First of all, like it is so crazy. Like I feel like every like not everybody, but a lot of people that I have had on this podcast I'm like did we all live the same lives in terms of like skin struggle you know like going on birth control like I think everyone's experience on it is very different but for me Mm. as well like I had a negative experience on it where I just felt like so out of body I'm a very like motivated person like get up in the morning like excited to like Mm -hmm. seize the day and like when I was on birth control like I didn't like school I didn't like content like I felt so lost in my life which like you already kind of feel that way, like, I think in your, like, 20s, but then, like, yeah, adding that on top, just feeling, like, so lost, and I was, like, in tears all the time, like, I could not control my emotions, and, like, I'm already a- an emotional person, so it was just, like, you know, spiking it so much, and then, Same. Same, like, overnight, I just, like, was, like, I'm done with this, like, I can't keep doing this, and I just got off of it cold turkey, but then that obviously led to, like, a huge, like, acne flare up like all over my face because I just you know like I was on birth control for two years my acne was like pretty at bay and then like all of a sudden I just like cut it out so my body kind of just like went into shock I feel you but it's crazy too like you talk about like the inflammation and stuff that you know you were experiencing and I look back at photos like not only like 
you know that the fact that like getting off the birth control caused so much acne in my skin but also like the amount of inflammation I felt like my body was holding was insane and also like weight gain as well but like I was just like I look back at photos and it's not necessarily that like I weighed more or whatever I was just like puffy like that's the only way I can Yeah. describe it like not just like in my face but like all over my body too like it was it's so weird like the amount of inflammation that was held Yeah. and I think like now I'm almost two years off the pill and like just now I feel Yay. like things are starting to like go back to normal which is crazy how long it takes to like do that Oh, yeah. and when I hear that doctors recommend like you know switching off and just like trying a bunch of different birth controls I'm like that would literally take like 10 years out of your life because Oh, my God. <laughs> you need to like take the time to be like it takes a couple months to adjust to the birth control then like coming off of it takes like like for me it literally took almost a year to like I don't know like it's it's just insane to me how I feel you. And how that whole process I, I would, is I just want to say as well, like, it is so brave of us, like, to go off the pill knowing what's going to happen to the body. Like, right I mean, you don't know for a fact, but you know that there's going to be changes. And people are afraid to come off the pill yes because of that. And they stay on it forever. mm -hmm. And then when they finally have to come off of it, then they deal with the, well, you know, assuming they have um, uh, side effects, then they deal with it then. And it, it is it is hard to, like, make that decision to face whatever it is that the pill is suppressing in, in the absolutely body. And and I don't, you know, I went on the pill when I was 15 years old and I came off it at 18. Uh, and I had to heal for... So my acne was at its worst, I think, for a year straight. It just kept okay purging, kept purging, kept purging. after you got off Yes, yeah, yeah. same yeah a Yeah. year of like just the worst cystic acne I'm like what the hell is going on And I don't know if you've had to experience this, but I mean, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have is a silly thing to say, but people would look at me and say, what are you, why are you not doing anything about it? And I would say to them a lot of the time, actually I am, but also I know that this is actually a passage I just have to like go through. I have Yep. to ride it out. Yep. And there's, there's no logic to it. It just, it, my body is suffering through Mm hmm something and I have to let it run its course. And it doesn't, It does, it's not pretty, like, No. but that's what happens. I put myself on the Yeah. pill willingly, and this is what I have to go through. Mm-hmm. See, I actually kind of went into it a bit blind, I would say, because I got on the like I got on the pill when I was 18. Mm And -hmm. I remember like going to see my doctor and like I have always, like, dealt with acne my whole life, but, like, it Me was too. more, mostly, like, around, like, this region of my face, hormonal, like, I would get, like, breakouts when I'm, like, stressed or whatever, and when I went to the doctor, like, he was, like, oh, like, you know, depending, like, do you struggle with acne? I'm, like, yeah, so then he's, like, okay, we'll put you on this birth control because, like, it'll also help with that. I'm, like, cool, that's fine, but, like, I didn't really, like, think too much, I think, into it. I thought a lot about, like, going, you know, like, on the pill, And just, like, making sure that was the best option for me. But it's also, like, one of those things where it's, like, well, everyone else is on it. Like, how bad could it be type thing, I think. And then when I got off of it, like, I honestly didn't even, like, research, like, what happens when you get off the pill. I didn't even tell my doctor I was getting off of it. I literally just, like, took it to the last, like, day of the pack and then just never went back to, like, Mm. getting Right. Well, at least you Like, did that. At least yeah. you finished the pack. Your girl just like chucked it out. And my mom. My mom's like, what are you doing? That's so much money gone down the drain. Right. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm done. honestly, Yeah. yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And also, you're saying you didn't know. I didn't know either. But I, I did know that 
the pill was just band-aiding it. Like I I did know that the acne mm. was not gone, but I did not know how bad all the side effects were going to be yeah. and how long it would take and how much worse right. it was going to get for me first. I did not know that. Yeah. So we were I both had, blind. Like that's the thing is like I always had like acne, but I feel like I just thought like when I get off the pill, it'll just go back to how it was before. Yeah. But ah. then literally <laughs> like and I knew the one thing, the one thing I didn't know is it takes about six months for it to like flush out of your body fully. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. even kidding you. Like, like, it's like clockwork. Six months mm-hmm. later, I started getting breakouts like on my forehead and like right here, which like I didn't really get since I was like 15, maybe. So I was like, this yeah. is kind of weird. But I also had just moved. So I was like, you know, like new environment, like I'm stressed. Like, I don't know. I was like, it's whatever. Like, I didn't really think yeah. much to it. But then I started getting breakouts like on my temples and I'm like, okay, I Me too. never break out here like ever. And it was like cystic, yeah. like the most painful thing. And then it just started going all over my forehead and like all down the sides. And I was just like, okay, like this is a little more than just like a stress breakout. And it was just like spreading like wildfire. And I kept thinking, I'm like, is it because like I've been working out more like I've been having like whey protein so then I cut whey protein out mm-hmm. and I was just like really trying to think like is it like my new apartment like is, what the like what is going yeah. on you know because it was just so yeah. random but then I was like oh my goodness it's literally been at that point it had been eight months since I got off the birth control when it was like mm-hmm. at its like peak inflammation and I was like yeah this is definitely what the issue is because then like slowly but surely like it started like settling and I started taking like different supplements that help with like hormonal imbalance but I I cannot believe like yeah and that's the thing a lot of people do know like they're scared of like what could happen to them and some people probably get off it like nothing happens but like it's yeah on the person I've had friends for you yeah I've had friends who have been on birth control for years and they're like I don't think I have had any side effects from it but it's also like when you get put on it from such a young age like you don't even know if it is affecting you or not you know because Mm. I think like I went on it at 18 so I think I immediately like saw the change and I was like "Mm, not loving this I'll get off but like like with your story like I have friends who have been on it since they were like 14 15 which is crazy to me that's that that's even like oh yeah I don't want to say allowed because like everyone's allowed to do what they want but like I feel like there should be a little more like sternness with like kind of knowing what you're getting yourself into yeah oh yeah I I mean mean, I was mentally not okay for years and I just thought that was normal and you know I it would I had brain fog and I never (gasps) knew what that meant same oh my gosh like literally I I literally did not know what was going on and this was during COVID too so I just thought like yeah plus COVID on top of it and I'm a very social person so I was just like I feel miserable (laughs) yeah but yeah it's, I, it's just I the concoction felt, yeah like when because like I like I'm still in university now but like I was in second year at that point and yeah you're so right like the amount of brain fog I had like and yeah I, until you experience it like you don't really know 100 percent that means I was studying so I was like in my final two years of high school and the final year was when I like reached my max and I was like mm-hmm. I can't deal with this nonsense like what is going on mm-hmm. in my body but um I remember I would literally look at, at like my homework or, or whatever it was I was studying and I'm like, none of this is going in and I'd have to do, it would take me double the amount of time to get something done. And it wasn't because I wasn't motivated or I wasn't, you know, 
focusing. It was just like my brain would, would refuse yeah. to work with me. It's just so crazy. And when I came off it, again, I think it took me about a year as well. Like funny you're saying about the body being very clockwork. Mm-hmm. The body is so magical. I, I had a very similar experience. Same sort of breakouts, like around the temples too. Um, a lot of like deep red ones yes. that, and purple ones as well yes. that I never oh had before. Did we have the same story? I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, it was it was it was pretty brutal. Um, and I was also I was starting my first year of university in right. London, and it was London in the UK, right? It's a very it's a big city. I was already feeling very you know insecure fish out of water not feeling awesome and then to go to university and just feel like oh lord now I have this whole other barrier uh where I feel like people are not gonna want to be friends with me or I don't even know how to be confident to walk into a room and talk to someone it was it was so hard and it really really took like I would say in total it took me a year to like of suffering to then suddenly have this like moment this like turning point or rock bottom whatever you want to call it where I suddenly thought to myself you know what I need to get my shit together I need Mm -hmm. to start believing that I can fix this and work on this I need to start believing that there are things I can do it's not over for me and then that's when I started to see changes and started doing as you mentioned like supplements I started actually taking them consistently I started really working on the mindset and I also had many spiritual awakenings at that point which is kind of where I I thought okay like here we go now I can feel progress happening because mm-hmm. before then it was just like a downward spiral that never ended. Mm-hmm. To be honest, exactly. And like you mentioned a bit earlier, which I want to touch on, like saying when people were asked, like, "Why aren't you doing anything about it?" It's like mm. it's it's something like you can't control. And I remember like every day, like doing my skincare and like you know taking care of my skin, and then. During that time where it was like kind of spreading like wildfire, like mm-hmm. I would wake up the next morning with like three more cystic spots that would just like throb so much. And I remember they were so bad. Like one, I couldn't even like sleep on one side of my face because it was just like so painful. And then second, because I had so many breakouts on my forehead, like I remember I like would sneeze and then like they would all just start bleeding. Like, oh, and ouch. I, it was the worst. And it's like you can't do anything about it. And yeah. then let alone like I had just started um I had just went on internships so like new job and stuff and then mm. also I was like living with my cousin at the time and he like has never dealt with acne so like I just felt like even like insecure around like my own family you oh, know yeah. it was also like my first time really being single in like quite a while that I was like dealing with all these breakouts so like every time I would go on a date I felt like I had to kind of explain why I was breaking out <gasps> me like, too so weird because it's like like immediately people think like you're unhygienic like you clearly don't take care of yourself like you eat like shit and I'm like I felt like I had to you know like explain myself right before anyone could make any assumption about me which looking back at it now I'm like oh my gosh that was like crazy because I like I've done a full episode on like on dating with acne and stuff but like looking back on that I'm like First of all, like if someone's like willing to jump to conclusions before they even like get take the chance to get to know you, like probably don't want them like around anyways. But it was just like such a crazy time. And I think the one thing that helped me so much is because I already had like my social media and stuff at that point. Mm. So like every day when I was filming, like I just kind of started, you know, talking more and more about like my acne 
in my videos because I'm like, well, this is just like something I'm dealing with. Like, I'm not just going to stop posting on social media because that's like what made me truly happy. But the one thing that was difficult during that time is people, one, like being like, why don't you just do something about it as if like I could have control and wave a magic wand and it'll all go away. And second, like people doubting my knowledge in like skincare and beauty because mm. of what I was going through, you know, and I'm like, yeah, this has literally nothing to do with my skincare routine right now or the fact that I yeah. wear makeup. Like this is literally a, like a direct effect from me coming off my birth control, which I could not control. Like yeah. maybe if I like, you know, I don't even know if I could have really done much like before getting off it, probably like not coming off it, like maybe cold turkey, but like your body's still going to like go through changes when you come off it eventually anyway so but yeah. yeah like especially like being in your 20s like as you mentioned like going to school like meeting people it just creates like another wall that you have to like get through and there's so much like fear and like insecurity in that because you just feel like everyone is like staring at you because yeah like you said like it's not pretty and like it's no. so like, I just remember my face being, like, so red and inflamed, like, to the point mm. where, like, even when I wore makeup, like, you could clearly tell I had, like, cystic acne because it was just, like, everywhere. It literally, like, brings up bodily stress sometimes when I think back to specific moments yeah. at at that time. I just remembered this, one of the, I think one of the saddest moments, it was Halloween. Mm. I was, it was twenty. When did I even go to university? When did I even graduate? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm 26. I'm 27. But it literally feels like the years all the years all mush together. I, I have no idea. I'm, me neither. It's fine. Okay, but but I was 18 and it was Halloween. And that was when my skin was really at its worst. And I remember I went into a lift, like an mm -hmm. elevator. Sorry. I don't want to clarify that <laughs> lift elevator. Because I know I know I sound American, but a lot of my vocabulary is British because right. I I grew up with a British family. Whatever. Anyways, yeah. just clarifying. I got into the lift and there were these Chinese guys, two Chinese guys in the lift with me. And they didn't know I could understand Cantonese. Or is it Mandarin? I don't remember which one they were speaking. But they started talking about how they could see all my acne under my makeup. And why was I even bothering wearing makeup? And I looked so ugly. And I literally froze. Because in the lift, you know, it's already horrible white overhead lighting. We know it's oh, unflattering. It's the worst lighting. Like any texture, even if you don't have acne, any poor yeah. line, you just look awful in the <laughs> elevator. I was like, I already did not even want to look at myself in the mirror thing yeah. behind me. So I was just like staring straight at the door like this, stiff, hearing what they were saying. And I already didn't want to go out to this Halloween party. I was already mm -hmm. feeling like all sorts of insecure. And I was just forcing myself to go. Right. And yeah, and I heard them. I left and I literally just like burst into tears. And I was like, it's not in my head. Like, I right. know that my acne is not it's pretty. Like, I know. It's visible to everyone. Yeah. Exactly. I know it's there. And this was something that I really struggled with because mm -hmm. I really, you know, and even now, like I, my skin is is much, 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 much better. I'm wearing makeup today. My texture is, is honestly incredible compared to what it was. But 
I've had some pretty like stress hormonal breakouts recently. And the worst thing about having acne, I think, is when people try and tell you that it's not there and they can't see it because then it makes me feel like I'm losing my mind. And sometimes I just want to be validated in what is happening in my Mm -hmm. experience. And I just need you to acknowledge whatever it is that I'm feeling and seeing and not kind of don't don't lie to me. Like we don't have to lie. (laughs) We don't have to lie. Because when people say, I can't see it, and then somebody says horrible things about it right in front of me, I'm like, well, we know it's there. Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. But, you know, you don't have to be mean about it. I don't know. That really, really threw me off. And kind of from there, I started to have a lot of negative feelings towards the world because then I started thinking, okay, well, if they can see it and they're two dudes, like, they're, you know, they're irrelevant in the grand scheme of my life like I'm never going to see them again imagine the people in my life who do know me or the people Mm -hmm. I see regularly and see the changes in me and perceive Mm -hmm. me over a period of time I'm like what are they seeing and so I started to get very very self-conscious and started worrying a lot about what people thought Um, and it took a long time to build up that self-confidence again absolutely yeah like it's it's so crazy even thinking back on it because I think like even now when I break out and I kind of get upset about it I really have to take myself back to those times and be like just remember like you went through all that and Mm. like got through it so like don't cry right now over like one pimple you know like because it's like you have to remember like what you know put things into perspective and like you know Mm. acne just sucks like altogether it's you know but it's really about like the perspective and I think when people come to me and say something about my skin right now like I always have to remember like they're making a quick judgment on how my skin looks right now but I know in my mind the people close to me know that like it's looked much worse that right now like I'm really happy with how it's looking you know so it's all about like that that perspective and 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 progress but yeah I, I agree with you on that where it's like that fine line of like you don't want people to say like oh I can't see it but you also don't want people like pointing it out because it's like yeah that's also pointless because it's like I know it's you know what I mean like I'll like post a video that's like not even about my skin and the comments will be like oh my gosh she has acne I'm like no fucking shit like shut up you have eyes you know like Ah. you think I'm not I don't know or like like, girl like your skin you know and I'm like "Uh uh-huh I do live in this skin every day like you know so stuff like that you know and and I think it's even mm-hmm. more hurtful because online I'm like whatever it's just some stupid comment but mm-hmm. I think it's even mm-hmm. more hurtful when it's like because sometimes the people in your life that do care about you like your friend and mm-hmm. family like they'll come at it from like a place of concern but like of I've course. had to have like sit down conversations with like people close to me and be like I know you're just like you care but like if please stop <laughs> like don't point out my skin like yeah. just don't point it out you know because like if you're like, oh my gosh, like what happened? Like, you know, I like I also know it's there. I just looked in the mirror before I like came to to see you, you know, whatever it is. So I think just like setting those those boundaries, because there is a fine line. It's it's weird how like anything can kind of make you feel yeah about it. But the the unsolicited advice, of course, is like the classic mm-hmm. acne girl starter pack of like oh you know have you have you thought about trying this or my my friend really loves this product like I'm sure it'll help you and I'm like that's great and all but I'm good like thank you for your concern exactly and and the thing is too like even with the lighting that you mentioned the elevator Mm. I think there's this constant like fear in the back of our minds that's like oh my gosh can people see my like texture right now Mm. 
like you mentioned in the elevator like and at this time I was living in an apartment which had an elevator like now I live in yeah. like a house that doesn't have an elevator but I'm like <laughs> literally for that one year of like my life when I was going through this I was living and like walking into an elevator every single day and every day I was like oh my gosh no. this is making me look so bad but it's also just like that feeling of like you know like you're out at like brunch with someone and and then when they're like looking at you and they're like speaking all you can think of in the back of your mind is are they staring at my skin right now which like most of the time they're probably not and even if they are like they're just like observing you know what I mean like it's not that deep yeah we just have this like anxious like constant overthinking of like everyone is looking at me everyone is staring at me you know I think being in a city really makes it harder having Mm -hmm. acne because people put on this very like we you know we, we put on our our city girl persona we we're polished we do our hair we do our makeup we do we put our outfits on we're gonna work we're gonna yep. brunch we're gonna party we're gonna dinner whatever when because i've been traveling for the last two years as an as a full-on like nomad like i don't have an apartment anymore i moved out put all my stuff in storage and i've just been traveling the world wow it's been so much fun it comes with its downsides of course uh, including having a very minimal skincare like collection because i'm i can't bring everything with me yeah yeah. and you know so stressful i always have to pick so carefully who, who's <laughs> yeah. coming with me mm-hmm. what, what kids when you're you know, leaving behind <laughs> literally you have no idea i'm like so hard i'm so jealous when i see you guys like with your with your collections out <laughs> damn i miss my stuff yeah anyways when I travel and I go to places like Mexico or, or recently I was in Indonesia and Thailand and, and I've been in Morocco, I'm in Morocco right now. A lot of these places tend to be a bit more beachy, a bit more laid back. And I see a bunch of people rocking their skin naturally, no makeup. They have acne as bad as mine. They have acne that current, as my skin is currently. No one gives a flying fuck. And it is so refreshing. And honestly, in Mexico 2022, that was the first time that I decided I'm going to stop wearing makeup every single day Mm -hmm. and stop hiding. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was inspired by all the girls I was meeting in Mexico because I was like, God, you guys are so carefree. And I felt like a numbskull wearing full face of foundation going to the beach every day. I was like, what am I doing? Because I had that like muscle memory of just that's how you get ready in the morning yeah exactly and also my skin was perfect uh in 2022 like not a not a single blemish um but of course my my brain was telling me oh it's Mm. it's still covered in acne Mm -hmm. the the the, the trauma of that and uh yeah it took so much for me to take off my makeup and go out to the beach and then when I look back now I'm like what was I smoking? Like my skin was perfect. Why was this yeah. so, why was this such a big deal? And I've had to really, really train myself how to go out in the world with no makeup on. And mm-hmm. like, that's why people like you really, really inspire me and really motivate me because I I don't think I have enough people in my life right. that can empathize with the experience of having something on their face, alter the way that you perceive yourself and then continue to choose anyways mm-hmm. to not let it stop you from yeah. like showing who you authentically are. Absolutely. And and I think you're so right in that because as I mentioned, like when, when this was all going down, like I had just started an internship, which was like at a like corporate mm-hmm. like, engineering company. So mm. it was very much that's like, hard. 
polished like business look you know yeah. and I, I love the business look like you know like yeah there's a time I, and place I love a blazer I love like a good like heel like I love that but I felt like so out of place because I couldn't like I felt like okay you know like I have the clothes I got the shoes like the hair everything but I'm like my skin is not matching like you know and and I I felt too like people were perceiving me one like I was like really young you know because like for the most part like people associate like acne with like teenagers and stuff right and second just like that pressure that people will think that like I'm also like dumb um and like I I've talked about this before too but yeah. there is like that correlation that people just like make these assumptions when they see what someone with acne that they think they're like less than like you know less educated all of this and I really had to like do like that self-reflection and really you know train myself to understand that like my self-worth my work that I put in into my education and stuff has nothing to do with my skin like absolutely nothing you know so it's mm. so crazy but like it does really affect all aspects of your life from like work to your relationships to friendships to just like your own perception of yourself and then it's also like that's all like the, the mental part of it but then there's also the physical aspect of it that it's mm. just like literally painful and uncomfortable and even when you do your skincare and makeup it's also uncomfortable you know so there's just all of that and it's like a constant worry that you almost have that it's just like the acne starts to become you and it's really just starts to take over your life and you really have to like yeah. take that control back and like you mentioned too like I'm not gonna keep letting this like run my life for me type thing but yeah I remember like going to work and I it was hard for me not to like put a full face of makeup on but what I started doing a bit more is like just doing more like a, a skin tint or like mm -hmm. a tinted um sunscreen that helped me a lot I don't think there was ever a day that I went like fully no makeup to work I think maybe there was a couple days but not at like the peak yeah, yeah. points but also like the reason I would wear like a skin and stuff I would I, I would say I got a lot more comfortable wearing no makeup to like the gym or like the grocery store mm -hmm. but with work I also felt like because my skin was so red it was just like such a like eye-catching thing almost in like a bad way so I'm like okay if I just like tone down the redness a little bit like obviously when people speak to me they'll still see I have like acne all over my face but it's just not like so in your face like bright bright red I so understand. I don't know like yeah I, it was definitely like a tough process to go through but like you mentioned like you know like I, I'm so happy to hear that like my social media has helped you but I think it's been the same with me with like other creators and I think with your social media too like you're helping so many people like and that's the beauty of social media is just like building that community of people that you mm -hmm. can relate to I think unfortunately though like a lot of us and the danger of social media is we you know follow people that add to that negativity and not in like an intentional way it's just yeah. like subconscious like comparison and all yeah. of that and I think like I've talked a lot about this on the podcast but cleansing your social media to like people that oh yeah do genuinely bring you those positive vibes where you're not comparing yourself like even if you love someone on social media but if they're like making you feel shitty about yourself like you might have to just like hide their posts you know because like it really affects your mental oh, yeah so much especially when you're going through like a hard time with your skin or any like you know physical like insecurity 100% I really am so conscious of what I consume mm -hmm. and in fact some of my favorite creators are not even in any sort of 
niche or genre that I myself am a part of um, and it's very random and kind of for example um, there's this YouTuber called Ryan I think I don't know how you say his last name Trahan Trahan but he's um, this I think he's this Texan guy and he does these really wholesome YouTube videos and there was a series that he did called the penny series where he had a penny and he traveled across America and every profit he made had to come from the penny um, and it was absolutely incredible like he went from literally the west to the east mm-hmm. just from a single penny um, and the whole experience was about you know human beings ultimately like people came to his like help and you know he made friends along the way and and the goodness of people's hearts like strangers wanting to help and people tipping him extra you know he would do like random drawings of people for money and people would give him extra or like you know make his day or or like I don't know drive him half the way like Mm -hmm. and those sorts of things really instilled in me this feeling of oh my gosh like this is the sort of thing I need to consume more of and in fact I need to do myself in a way where I've had this epiphany about my own content very, very recently. And it's because of Ryan. And it's so random. Like, he's just like this kind of clickbaity dude, like on on YouTube. But he's very he's his his stuff is so genuine. And so it's all about giving back, which which I love. And I think you do a really great job of doing that. I think I kind of lost my way a little bit in the past year. I've had a very difficult year personally in my family life and just a lot of, I don't know, a lot of big life events have happened that I, it's not really my story to tell mm-hmm. on my on my personal page or anything. Um, but it's really taken, taken me off this kind of feeling of like, I can do it. And I had mm-hmm. to rebuild my belief in myself and belief in my in my work and my value and like what it is that I'm doing what my mission yeah. is and and seeing people like you and people like Ryan and a lot of other creators and and knowing that their main purpose is to serve that's what I focus on when I'm consuming nowadays less so about you know you know I, I understand motivational lifestyle stuff is very useful of course it's aspirational like I I, I would love to live in like a penthouse in New York yeah <laughs> I would love to have yeah. like you know a giant villa in Bali mm-hmm. and say like it's mine. But I think when the majority of the content is flexing and that is ultimately what it is. Like it and there's like no shame in that. There, that serves its purpose and has its own space. It, but, yeah, it definitely does. But when it's like <laughs> yeah, I know I know exactly. What, well, what line are we crossing right. here? But yeah, I think I think again like if you're in a position where you are feeling vulnerable you're feeling like you're having to rebuild parts of who you are you're having to you know focus on Mm. taking in like if you're very susceptible to influence which many of us are I think just be very very specific and careful about who you who you consider to be aspirational think Mm -hmm. about what aspirations you're wanting here beyond the kind of physical stuff and the material stuff it's like what the what's the feeling that you get yes because the feeling is going to determine everything about how how this influencer, yep. how this creator, how whatever, how they make you feel. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think so many of us kind of don't really pay attention to that because it's so subconscious yeah. and you don't even think like, oh, maybe this creator I'm like watching every day is actually affecting my mental health in a negative oh, yeah. way because you just don't think about it. So like anyone listening, I encourage you to like actually take a deep dive and like really think like after I finish this YouTube video, after I finish this TikTok, like how do I feel about myself, you know, because yeah. it can like it can affect so much. And I think with what you were saying and I've been thinking a lot about how social media portrays um, success and like goals mm. a lot, like which which kind of made me think of this when you brought it up. 
because yeah. you know like as you mentioned like that penthouse in new york that villain boy like whatever <laughs> that's amazing and like i think when we see that on social media yes it can be like inspirational i just wish with social media that we were shown more of kind of what it took to get there first yeah second of all how it feels to actually be there because having that penthouse in new york isn't what's going to make you happy and fulfilled as a person you know it's nice and like we're humans we all like nice things to a certain extent but like at what cost you know because like Mm. that can never like for example like when I was you know and I'm sure you feel this way too like when my acne was at its worst no matter if I went out and bought myself like all the nice things that I wanted that would not change at all how I was feeling about myself and Mm. the only thing that worked with that was like actually doing self-reflection, actually doing like work on myself to become a happier person. And the only way you can do that, I think, is like really switching your mindset and almost forcing yourself into an uncomfortable, positive mindset that doesn't feel good at first, but like you have to just like push through that. And I wish sometimes Mm -hmm. like the struggle was shown a bit more because I think like sometimes I even get comments. I got a comment recently on one of my TikToks that was like, I was showing, you know, I think I was doing like a PR unboxing or I don't know what I was, I don't know. I was showing like some products and someone said, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. I wish like I could Mm -hmm. have that. And that comment didn't make me feel the best because I was like, I don't want people just watching me and think like, you know, like I have all these nice things, which of course I'm so, so grateful. Like doing this as a job is insane. Every day I wake up and I'm like, how is this even possible? But the thing is, what isn't I think and yes I've shown my whole journey on social media but in a 15 second video people don't know my full story right but people I guess overlook sometimes the fact that I have been on social media for 10 Mm -hmm. years now you know I was doing YouTube for like five years just putting money into buying products never seeing a dime in return you know just like being so dedicated to posting three times a week um never getting like a brand deal because like my my channel was just too small right like that's the part that people don't see people don't see that like I was bullied all the time at school like for making these videos but like still posting them anyways right like that's the part that I think you know even the people who have that penthouse in New York whatever it's like they don't people don't think about okay what did it take to get there and like yeah I just think like that needs to be shown a little bit more on social media and not even that but people have to be more mindful of like what they're consuming and thinking like okay I just saw a 15 second video of this person's life this is just like a you know snapshot in their life it is not their whole life you know because we're just always fed like mm-hmm. just just a, a very, very small segment of, of someone's life. And even when I film videos sometimes, like I'll make like, I don't know, like I'll be doing like a make a video and like around me, it's like a mess because I just finished like cleaning a bunch of stuff or whatever it is. Right. Like I don't necessarily always show yeah. that because I don't think about it necessarily, but I don't think about it because I think I know how social media works being behind yeah. the scenes. But I yeah. think to people who just consume it they don't always think like oh like this is just a video sure I'm not seeing like everything else like the 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 bigger picture behind it I don't know that was a long tangent but I hope you understand what I'm saying there no no I, I'm totally on your vibe completely in the same wavelength because my journey to even become a full-time creator and to travel yeah nomadically to all the coolest places in the world like that wasn't luck 
-hmm. like that was a choice Mm -hmm. I made and work I had to put in and a lot of graft behind the scenes to to you know to sacrifice and prioritize things that were going to get this outcome and it's not just because I have like an abundance of excess income to do this I think people confuse you know a lot of people who are I don't know like traveling like me as somebody who has loads and loads of cash like just lined up and it's 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 not Mm -hmm. the reality like I have to I have to work for it yeah um and one time and this made me really sad because I think I don't know if it's because I'm a woman I don't know if it's because I was young I don't know if it's because I'm a creator and people have a lot of stigmas and you know ideas about what influencers and creators are but there was this guy that I I met in Mexico Mm-hmm. And he was asking me, basically, he's like, so he's no, he'd known me for a few months. And he was like, so, Sean, how actually do you pay for all this? He's like a 36-year-old entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, like six businesses. He's like a okay. millionaire. And he's like, how do you pay for all this? Is it daddy's money? Credit card? And I literally, like, froze. And in the moment, I was so taken aback that I just, like started defending myself I was like no 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 like you know I I, I do a lot of uh, social media consulting I do a lot of uh, brand deals uh yeah it's funny. I've worked really hard for it and I walked away and I was like sorry hold up hold the phone you would never have asked that in that way in that derogatory way where you're looking down on yes. me because you are trying to you're trying to find like hole poke holes in my success success whatever you want to call success he was trying to like belittle yeah what I was doing he didn't believe that I myself had created this mm-hmm. he that it had to be somebody else's and I was just I was so hurt afterwards I really reflected on that and I was like I really don't like that mm-hmm. because that's not be um, a marketing business or I'm not in the crypto world or I don't have your whatever your thingy is your technological whatever the heck mm-hmm. I might not have a system like that in place but what's working for me is giving me the same lifestyle as you maybe not in terms of you know your luxuries but I'm still here and I still have the luxury to travel mm-hmm. that is a huge that most people in their lifetimes will never get to experience and and you're doing something you love you know like what what does it matter what does it really matter like much past that right like if you're doing something you love right and you can seek like some type of financial gain from it that lets you do more things you love like travel the world what what more what more can success be other than that you know like right and also if it is if it was daddy's money because some people have the privilege to have that then fucking great like awesome if you have that luxury awesome like take it but it wasn't the case for me yeah. and I it was just it was just a really yeah it was like a, it was like it's a just the, the assumption heart. that like I think was probably the yes. worst because yes. and how the, the question was framed too because like if he was like so Sean like you know like what do you do for work or like yeah how are you able to travel the world like most people like w- you know wait years and years until they're retired to be able to yeah. do what you're doing more like looking at you like wow it's amazing that you're able to do this and even if you said oh yeah like my parents paid for this okay like you're you're given that opportunity yeah. whatever right but it's the way the question was already framed to be like there's no mm-hmm. way that you'd be able to do this you know like that's yeah that's the whole thing and I I totally agree with that and I think like 
I mean, even now I feel like some people look at me and they're like, oh, you're just so lucky. Like you get to do this for work. Even, even just being, cause I, I'm like in my final year of, of university now. And, um, I don't think I'll be applying for like engineering jobs per se, like right after I graduate, I think I'm going to kind of, you know, stick to content for a while. And a lot of my friends in engineering and stuff too, are like, you're so lucky that you can just like do that after. And it's like, I'm grateful for it. Like, I'm grateful that I'm given this opportunity that I can do this, but Yeah. I've also put in like a shit ton of work, like balancing Yeah. doing this full time and like also doing my school isn't easy per se. Not saying that like content creation is like hard. Like I've worked in an engineering job. Yeah. Like I understand that, you know, and I'm very grateful I'm able to do this, but like It, it's not just like that it like fell into my hands and now I'm like oh don't have to worry about getting like a nine-to-five job after school like no I've literally been working at this for so long so that's when I like get a little and like you said I always kind of feel like that defensive like nature kind Yes. of like rise up in, in me that I'm like no like because I'm like I want people to understand where I'm at but like I've learn through social media especially because people make all sort of crazy assumptions about you online that like you don't owe every single person an explanation because like maybe eight times out of ten they're not actually going to take the time to think okay let me actually think like where you know Sean or Lavinia is coming Yeah. from in this situation so like sometimes it's not even worth like getting all defensive and getting so riled up in yourself and like protecting your energy in those situations because like Yeah, it's so frustrating, though, and I, I totally understand you in that and just, like, defending your worth. But at the end of the day, like, people will make assumptions either way, and I don't know. It's always kind of nice to prove them wrong in the end, but... money and I would love to be able to have a different type of lifestyle and I would love to be able to have more to give more like I like that's ultimately where I want to go I want Mm hmm more to give more I want more to create more like Mm hmm there's so many business ideas and so many Yeah. I run women's retreats I did one Okay. in Bali this June and then I'm Wow. doing another one in May in Costa Rica yeah and that Wow, that's was like so cool. a dream of mine Yeah, it's something that's really, really meaningful to me and something I've always wanted to do is bring women together who are in a very similar energy, similar headspace, some, you know, intentions, they all Yeah. have similar interests. And to be facilitating that in incredible parts of the world, like, I want to be able to create more for, for these women and Right. do more for these Mm women and train myself up to do, you know, to facilitate in different ways. And the only way I can do this is if I work harder and, you know, create more and get and in order to give more and I think people again have this perception of I don't know success and like we were talking about what success means Mm -hmm. I'm curious what you what your success is but for, for me it's it's come a long way from my Pinterest boards and my mood boards and vision boards of literally just having like going for first in an airplane like it used to be as kind of um straightforward as that in terms of success and like that material success Yeah. but now it's really become a lot more longy and a lot more about creating a strong foundation in myself and having a family and having a house and, and like Mhm. a space to call my call my own and and also to be able to yeah create a legacy whether that is in retreats whether that's create my background is actually illustrator and designer that's what I do university that's Okay. what I freelanced as it's a, as an illustrator for years before I went into creation um and that's what I want to eventually bring back is like I want to create my own line of products I want to really like get back into my art um 
And that to me is like my idea of success is like being creative and being able to free flow without that kind of fear of, you know, like fight or flight or like, am I going to be able to pay my bills, which I'm a long way from now, which I'm so incredibly grateful for. But again, it wasn't luck like Mm -mm. partially luck partially partially the power of god partially partially being in the right place at the right time partially hard work yeah all of it but it's never just one thing no and i do also think like as creators as well this is a controversial take but i see so many people like trying to be content creators trying to be influencers and all this stuff and it's just not working for them for some people it'll be like you where they had to graph for like five years on youtube and get nothing in return and suddenly it's happening Mm -hmm. for some people that's the path for some people it's like me you know i kind of give it a whirl and i always kind of get quite fast results that's great some people it's actually not going to happen for you because you're you're just it's a certain lifestyle that maybe isn't going to work and maybe yep. you're going to go on to do bigger and better things. And I think it's recognizing that like one person's success in one area doesn't mean that it's the only version of success. Yeah. And nowadays it's all become about being a creator and being an influencer and having a certain lifestyle. There's so much success beyond that we're, that we're not seeing. And like as I travel and, you know, I've met a lot of interesting people in my life <laughs> a lot, having grown up like in so many different places. Um, there's so many of the most inspiring successful motivational giving people that I've met that have no fucking social media platform that don't have followers that don't even look yes successful and yes. yet they are the coolest people you you'll ever meet you know it's uh, like remember yeah. there's a world outside yes, what of, of our phones and and those people like are still you know doing things and like giving back and and doing yes. things to inspire more people and stuff like I um I totally agree with you and I think I'm so like in this world that sometimes I have to really take a minute to like be like there's mm. things outside of this um and honestly like last year was the last year I started doing like more brand trips because like where I am in Canada I'm kind of like not where like the beauty hub is so then Mm-mm. like I wasn't ever really like in that space but last year like doing more trips and stuff I got to like go to events and stuff and I it's literally like a different world when you're like around a bunch of influencers but mm, I would yeah. say like and like then you kind of come up out of it and you're like okay should I like be doing this like you know like this and this and this mm-hmm. but then one mm-hmm. thing that was nice is when I was working my internship job like I would go on this trip for a couple of days and when I'd come back I was back at like my office job and I was like you know I'm around people just living like regular like lives you know so it kind of like grounded me I think and kind of like brought me back down to earth a little bit because like I don't know influencers events are like a little bit like la la land sometimes oh yeah um and then also too like my boyfriend he's like not with like social media at all but he has so many mentors in his life and so many people he's introduced me to that like are you know successful and do so much for people but like as you said like have no ounce of social media so I'm just like it's really good to like have you know like look outside of that for for that as well because um I think right now like when when I started on YouTube social media wasn't really like where it is now where everyone's trying to be a creator and I always tell people like 
you know, if you want to do this and you have a passion for it, that's amazing. Pick up the camera and just like post it. Yeah. I'm so for that. But I really just want you to take like a hard look in the mirror and be like, what are my intentions behind this? Why am I doing this? Am I just like jumping on the like the trend? Yeah. Because, like everyone's yeah. doing it and it seems like glamorous and it seems so cool to like, you know, work for yourself and do this and this and this. But like, I don't think this is for everyone. Like if you can't be a no. to like work for yourself, do not do this job because like, you're not it's gonna drain you it's gonna drain you if like if you you know feel that pressure like when like with lots of comments and stuff and you can't shut the the phone off don't Mm. do this you know like there's so many things that can make it not for you and also like you have to think what is my bigger picture like mission behind this like you said as well because yes I post beauty content and yes I talk about skincare makeup and that's so much fun but like what is my message behind all that what am I trying to do with my social media platforms and like when people ask me like are you gonna you know just do social media full-time blah blah blah. like I always kind of am leaning to say no because I think if I just did like strictly like TikTok YouTube Instagram like I would go a little bit nuts because I feel like I need (laughs) to have more of like an impact you know and that's helped me a lot like this podcast like I released my skincare brand this year like I feel like I need to do Mm -hmm. more outside of that but it's amazing that I can like facilitate my social media and use that and use that income to to like fund different projects that I like want that can take my message yeah. further. But I think like anyone who's trying to get in the space, like I always say, like really like think it through and like try it out. Like that's fine if you want to try it out. Yeah. But it's also okay like to be like, actually, this is not for me, you know, and like that just means like your success is just somewhere else, you know, like 100 percent. But I also think like there's also enough space in social media for everyone and for everyone's story yes. ideas because like if you have something to share that's important like you mentioned like you had so many things that you felt you could share with the world and like you're doing that and it's helping other people like I think if you have an important message to say like go out and say it even if it reaches two people right like it's it's reached yes. someone. 100% and I think it's and I, again like bringing it back to success it's like I think what I see so much now is everybody seeing social media as just a way to make money and not a way to share a message as mm-hmm. you said and just to create impact and yep. which I think for the both of us it started as that it was just genuinely I have something to say that I feel like will help people yeah. and I'm just gonna say it regardless of what the reaction is regardless of whether or not you get it I'm gonna say it mm-hmm. and that's how it started whereas I think now it's all become about how quickly can I get 100k how can I get brand deals oh my god quick 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 like if I don't do it now then I'm gonna miss it or like I failed yeah. or like I'm not cool enough or like you know I want to go to the brand trips I want to do all this stuff it's like beyond the brands beyond the cash beyond all of that like can you do this when you're not getting paid can you do this when you're not getting recognition you know redefine that success because that the same thing applies like the way you do one thing is the way you do yeah. everything right and absolutely like, and if it wasn't social media it maybe it's your relationship and mm-hmm. maybe it's your work and maybe it's your I don't know your health and so I think it's like getting really, really clear on like how you want to show up in the world, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not you're making content, regardless of whether or not you are being validated. Yes. And if people are seeing it too, right? Like I always tell people, like when people are like, oh, like how do I get a brand deal? Like how how did you get to this point? I'm like, okay, post videos for five years straight. Don't miss a day. (laughs) And then we can chat about how to get a brand deal, you know, like 
it it's not an overnight thing and I have some people who are like yeah I tried it like I post every day for a month but like I didn't really see any gain from it I'm like yeah keep going like you're a month in you know like keep going and even when I you know any and that it's not just for social media any any business like I love to use the analogy of like if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to start something on your own like whatever that project is whether it's social media business whatever it is put four years of like your money like okay this is the analogy I like to use put 40 grand into it and four years of your time just like you would with a university degree because who's paying Mm. you to do that university degree right and you're it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of like nights of crying over your textbooks because you like hate everything you're doing right like a lot of stress like all of that and like you're making no money you're just like giving the school your money you're putting four years of effort into this because you know you can get a job afterwards so like invest Mm. into whatever project you want to work on the same and maybe it's not to the same extent right like each thing is different maybe one that you don't have to spend necessarily four years and 40 grand on it but like you know I think people sometimes forget that like you do need to invest time and like whether even if it's not like actual money and it's just your time like you need to invest into it and you need to stay dedicated you can't go to university in a week and be like okay like I'm like where's my degree you know like no (laughs) you gotta ride it out for the four years you know so yeah I think I think people just need to have that kind of conversation with themselves in a way because with how social media is now yeah everyone just wants to be a creator everyone just sees like the benefits of it and want to get on it and I think some people you know what some people take a shot at it with maybe the wrong intentions and they do they do get somewhere with it do I think that'll last long no no I don't think (laughs) it never does you know maybe they'll have a few years of like amazing like you know paychecks and brand deals and blah blah blah. but like if they as you said like how you do I love that I love that so much how you do like one thing is how you do everything like Mm -hmm. if they didn't take like the time to really put in like consistent work into their content like they're not going to do that later on when like they need to scale up from like you know where they're at now to, to further to keep that going because with social media like you need to be consistent and you need to be on top of it or else it's just gonna like just go away you know so yeah um And I think also with that, being very realistic that, like, this could all be gone tomorrow and, like, it not be forever. But if the plus sides, the monetary sides of it go away, like, would I still be doing this because I genuinely love it and I genuinely have something I want to share? And I think that's, like, something that, you I don't know, people just need to consider that when, if they're, you know, considering this as a a career. And I also think managing expectations because I think the universe works in really weird ways where if you go into something saying like okay I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it to like see like you know monetary gain out of it yeah the universe is just gonna be like well we're not gonna give you that then you know and it's the same when people talk about like having kids like how many couples you know struggle with like pregnancy Mm. and stuff and then the second they like stop trying yeah you know like how many times does that happen or like the second you start stop seeking something so intensely um or like relationships right how many people are like yeah Yeah. like I met my soulmate when I wasn't even like looking and I was just focusing literally me right yeah literally me like literally how I met my like now boyfriend like was (laughs) yeah not at all interested in any type of like relationship same so, like, Same. you just really have to, you know, do it for, like, the right intent and, like, stop at least, like, I think it's interesting to, um, obviously, like, even with this podcast, I told myself I'll give myself a year 
um, of doing this, you know, and it would be nice at the end of that year if I can get like one brand deal for the podcast because like I put in a year mm-hmm. of work into it and also like money to like get it edited and like the equipment yeah. and, like all that like even just like having a podcast you have to like pay to post yeah. a podcast so like you know like I mean you know you know the ins and outs of it but I was like I'm giving myself a year to do it and when I was approaching the end of the year I'm like okay you know how did this make me feel would I like want to keep doing this and I was like honestly like regardless of like any monetary like benefit that could potentially come in the future I really enjoy this platform and I love being able to connect with people and talk to people and it genuinely inspires me each and every day that like that is worth it to me over any like brand deal that can come with it Mm. and I just was like I'm gonna continue for a second season yes I'm putting money into this every single week an episode goes out but like it genuinely makes me happy and I see that it's also helping people so like if I can like continue doing this I will continue doing this and then literally, like, funny enough, the last two episodes of season one, like, got, a, like, a sponsorship on them. Yay! And I was like, what? you know, like, but that's the thing. You really have to just, like, switch yeah. your mindset and not, like, fake, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Way. Like, you have to really commit to, like, I'm doing this because I want to. And, like, whatever comes will come if it's, like, my, like, opportunity that's supposed to be in my 100%. head. 100%. I love that. Congrats on the brand deal. That's Thank so you. exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it was just like, I think that extra push that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm doing a second yeah. season of this. Yeah. Because like, yeah, who my knows podcast- if that will continue, you know, like, it was literally yeah. just for the two episodes. And I'm like, well, maybe, it, maybe I won't have another sponsorship in 2024. Maybe I will. Who knows? But like, at the end of the day, yeah. I know that this podcast has brought me joy and just like doing it. And it's been so inspiring talking to people, you know, and and having conversations like this, I just like, I love having these conversations so, so much. Yeah. I started my podcast purely because as an exercise for me uh, to do something that wasn't monetary and yes. to show myself it's, that yes. I actually loved it beyond yeah. all the brand stuff. Because yep. I I definitely, as a creator, I could take on way more brand deals than I do. I work very hard on my long-term brands. Um, I really love... There's two brands that I've worked with like over two years straight. And I, yeah, and I really focus on getting affiliates with them and working on, you know, long, long term content. I want to prove to myself and to the brands and to my audience that I'm really genuine about every single thing that I post Mm -hmm. about. And, um, and I've got, I've had like, you know, obviously the one offs and whatnot, but like, I really am serious about my long term things. But I started getting very bogged down in like the views and the likes and you know the same old shit where you're just like oh no like it's not reflecting whatever so I said to myself like Sean get your fucking shit together like it's not it's not that important but I think you're losing the love for creation so Mm -hmm. you need to do something that's not monetary and doesn't matter what the numbers are like and And that inspires you again yep Absolutely. And so podcasting was a really great way to just be like, okay, well, you can't just get a brand deal. And it's not the same in the UK too, because I'm based in the UK and we don't have nearly as much budget or interest in the podcasting arena as the US and Canada do. It's just Mm. facts. Like we're a much smaller country and therefore even in the influencing content brand world, way less budget for everything. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's a different, it's a different Mm -hmm. game to be playing. Um, But you know, when the Spotify wrapped came out this this year about the podcast, I saw, you know, my podcast has, a, you know, relatively small, like listening, but it had like, I don't know, 
300 people had me in their top top five podcasts and like 500 something people had it had it in their top um top 10 and I was like you know what like although I'm not consistent I don't put in nearly as much work as you do with yours I'm very like when I feel like I have something to say I post it but every time when I do the response I get is always so awesome and people Mm -hmm. really say to me like they they say like I think the podcast people really show you who the true listeners are because yes. they take the time out of their day to listen to you for and an hour. Yeah, yeah instead absolutely. Thoughts, yeah. The whole time, yeah. the whole time they don't believe. And so like, I really connect with my, with my followers on, in this way. And they, and you know, and, and for, for me, it's like, okay, this is truly the most I can give like in, in an unfiltered, unedited mm-hmm. way where I'm like, yeah, I don't really benefit from this. You benefit more than I do. But what I get is like the joy of creation and this kind of like no pressure stuff. And I kind of want that sometimes. So absolutely. Yeah. Fuck the numbers. At the end of the day, we're here to serve. And I think I just need to, this just seems to be a huge theme, like even just today in general, but I think it is just coming back to like service and, Mm -hmm. and remembering that in the sea of all the numbers and the sea of all of the kind of, um, and what's your actual like goal like what's the bigger picture behind it like okay whatever you reach a million followers great like are are you fulfilled by that you know like thinking about like okay if I did get that like how would I feel yeah there's the like burst of like happiness but like what's next what 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 do you do with that million what do you do with like your impact there you know so I Mm. love your perspective on that and I I totally agree with the podcast like honestly like especially even when I do solo episodes, like, I feel like it's, like, my one hour of, like, a therapy where I just, like, yeah, like, word vomit, everything that's on my mind, which is great, like, it's, it's really helpful, and I think it was a really good, like, awakening for me when I started the podcast, because I, I started it, like, on a completely different channel, like, all of that, and when I posted the first one, I was, like, waiting, like, you know, I was, like, anticipating, and then I was, like, oh, like, wait a minute, I have to remember, one, this is, way different like it's not only just like long form but it's like super long form I have to get people like sitting here with an hour for me second of all like not like everybody loves podcasts you know it's more Mm -hmm. of a niche thing so I can't expect that it's like my podcast episode is gonna get as many eyes as like my TikTok where I'm trying out a foundation you know so I was like wait a minute like gotta put this into perspective and it did bring that like inspirational creator I like feel like my like 13 year old self again when I like hit a hundred subscribers on YouTube where I was just oh my goodness that's how I felt with (laughs) the podcast you know like and not saying that as you said like you know every follower is like I'm so grateful that people are like spending their time with me but when I see like a hundred extra followers on TikTok it doesn't like really make me think of anything but when I got like my first hundred on the podcast because it was just new and like it took me back to like that unmonetized like roots of creating I was like wow like I built this you know to this to this point so it's really great to just like find new ways that can inspire you and and bring you back and I I think it's great I love that you like started a podcast and I think like you mentioned yeah just just for the lols yeah literally (laughs) and if people are listening and it's also like something that they enjoyed then that that's amazing and that's just like putting your impact further and like you said like the real supporters and the people who truly love you like will take the time to totally listen so so it's it's so good there's nothing you can lose lose. also like you know we deal with big numbers here like but imagine like 500 people in a room with you like even on my retreat in Bali I had 12 girls 
12 real women flew in from all over the world, from Canada, America, Mm -hmm. Australia, Turkey, France. Like everyone was here in the room with me for one week to be with me and each other. And I was like, that's insane that you guys are here from my community. And that's only 12. And I was Mm -hmm. like, the connections we had Mm -hmm. with each other was just life-changing transformational I was like a whole completely different person at the end of it so I was like that's the sort of impact that you can get on a micro level with things like the podcast with things like your TikTok and with things with like you know going out of your way to comment Mm -hmm. or DM somebody back like those sorts of moments where I'm like this is why we do what we do like yes it's that's the part that's so fulfilling and and I think people do put that pressure on social media too where like if you're not seeing or any business, you know, like I just heard this yeah. random people always ask, how's the business doing? How's are you guys? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's going to take time. Like we're not going to like 100%. Be making a hundred thousand sales, like right off the bat. Like what, you know, like yeah. how would we even do that? Um, yeah. But with the podcast, you know, like sometimes I felt that pressure, like, oh my gosh, people will think that, you know, it's not a good show because my views are low. But if I told someone, Hey, I'm, I just spoke to a crowd of 500 people for an hour They'd be like, that is so amazing. But if I'm like, yeah. 500 people listen to my podcast, they're like, okay. Because like we put so mm. much value on like numbers on social media and we think something is good content if it has a million views, but like it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know? So I, I, I like that you mentioned that and just kind of like remembering like these are all people that are, that are taking the time. But wow, like Sean, this was such a good conversation thank you I feel like we could talk for hours I feel like I need to have back <laughs> for a part two but I'm like looking at the time I'm like this is gonna be like a long episode yeah. um I appreciate your time so so much and yeah I I feel like we need to have more chats because we have like a lot I mean in common um and I think this was a really good episode so thank you so much for coming on to loud talk thank you so much for inspiring me for inspiring the world and for taking the time to have me on as well I love talking to you Thank you. So just before before we end this off, where can any of the listeners find you on social and stuff? Yeah. Anything you want to plug, go for it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, you might have heard about the retreats. If you're interested in coming to a sisterhood retreat in Costa Rica in May next year, we are open arms welcoming you. You can find out more information on my Instagram at Shanae, um, S-I-A-N-N-A-A-Y, um, as well as my podcast, Inspiration, on Spotify and Apple. <laughs> so yeah, good. I know. That name came to me when I was like 18 and I told someone, they were like, that's stupid. And here we are years later. Like, I'm like, well, maybe stupid, but I mean. <laughs> I think it's, I think yeah. it's funny. No, I think so it's really good. Whatever. Uh, but you can find me on Spotify and Apple. Um, TikTok is Sean McKeever. So you can check me out there. Awesome. Well, I'll have all of um, your socials and your podcast linked down below in the description um, at, if you're watching on YouTube and in the show notes um, if you're on Apple or Spotify. But thank you so much for getting loud with me today. And to anyone listening, remember to tell yourself something you love about your skin today. And just don't be afraid to get loud. I think this episode was a perfect example of that. Just like follow what you love and trust that process. And everything that's meant for you will will come. But um yeah, that is all for this episode. You guys will hear from me in the next episode of Loud Talk with Lavi next Sunday at 7 a.m. MST on all platforms. Bye, everyone.